Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. All right. Well, welcome to another week of banter. We have a special guest with us this morning, mm. Mr. Keith Jobbins. How are you doing, mate? I'm well, thank you. Lovely to be with you. Lovely to have you. And as <laughs> always, we have our uh, senior pastor, Mitch oh. Lovingston. Well, not here. always. I've missed a couple. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I should say as always. Um, as, the, the, as usual. Usual, yeah. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> so, Mitch Lovingston, how are you doing this week? I'm mate? very well. I um, had a um, real fun time listening back to your sermon. wasn't in church on Sunday. I was away at a very special wedding but uh, it was great to hear your sermon back and I wanted to start off today you uh, had a really great quote Keith that you used from Nick Cave Mm. but before we get into it just Mm -hmm. as a little getting to know you I was Mm -hmm. wondering who would be one artist who is a Christian artist who you're a fan of or a secular (laughs) artist that you're a fan of Who, who, who are you playing in the car at the moment uh, mate, you're talking to a person who's almost lived their whole life without much access to music. Right. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I love singing in church when there's people around me who can sing well yeah. because I don't have much music. When I was in what, probably grade three in primary school, there was a flute band, yeah, right. uh, which was the thing to get into yeah, in my yeah, school yeah. in those days, and the flute the, the flute teacher said, Keith, sorry, but you haven't got the right sort of lips, <laughs> which, which then affected me for the rest of my life. Yeah, very so I really struggled. Lips. Yes, that's right. Um, so in some ways, yeah, it's really interesting. Music's not... Um, I don't listen to much music at yeah, all right. in, in my world. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting thing. Yeah, sometimes I will, but that's more just classical music, just for some peace and quiet. Mm. Uh, and I do envy people who clearly love their music, mm. but I don't. Mm. Um, so, you know, in the years when I was pastoring here, we always had to have a creative ministries pastor because yeah. they depended on me. <laughs> First church in those days, student church in Western Sydney. Um, in those days, pastor did everything, except yeah. they wouldn't let me take up the money or I couldn't give the the notices and offering. Okay. Did everything else, right. led the singing. Second week at this church, the music was replayed out into the crèche. There was a petition from the women in the crèche. Could the mu- could the vi- could the microphone be turned off when the hymns are being sung? Because <laughs> all they were getting was me. Now Marilyn assures me my singing's got better over the years, so, but I think she's just been very kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, I, isn't that interesting? I guess I could say Colin Buchanan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Only because great. I love the the impact he's had on kids, yeah. and I find my own grandchildren uh, just love him we well we play him they come to stay with us yeah. we'll put the videos on and stuff for them and so i i just think his heart to reach kids mm-hmm. with the gospel yeah encourages me so yeah that's a Probably if you said some names, Murray, I'd go, oh, yeah, but the truth yeah. is... No, that's fair. It's a very it's honest not answer. not one of those areas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colin's a great choice because yeah. my kids love Colin. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we were playing in the playground we had 1098 blaring so like, yeah, equipment. And, yeah, remember the yeah. Lord. It's great. It's, it's a yeah. genius business model because every year you have new audience, yes. <laughs> new yes. fans yeah. every single year. You yeah. know, you'll, you'll never go out of fashion with yeah. kids' music. Mitch, what's your sort of go-to music for either Christian or secular? Yeah, um, so Christian Ren Collective, mm. big fan of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll play them. For music, I have a very eclectic taste, yeah. so I will sometimes listen to classical music to yeah. focus. So, mm. 
there's a playlist that's just called Once Upon a Paris, which is just a whole bunch of classical. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that. Great. But I'll say, you know, like some 80s power ballads. Come on. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> listen to a bit of weird techno music sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like this, yeah, a real range of excellent music. Mm. But mm. I feel like I'd be remiss to not ask any specific classical composers that we're a fan of or just whatever's kind of playing on the radio. Pretty much that. Yeah. 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 Well, the same. I've got an app which is just a collection mm. of classical yeah, yeah. music. So yeah. it just moves through the. And then every now you go, oh, that's an ad I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Connor. <laughs> Black and Decker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, rather <laughs> Bernard Davis' Roller Door, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so no, not really, mate. No, no that's just, so, yeah. Love yeah. It. So good. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm loving a bit of Maverick City music for the past few years. I think they've been my favourite mm. music. Mm. They're sort of like a bit of a. Um, what was it, a, a power or a super, super group, you know, all mm. these sort of main worship leaders from mm. other churches, and mm. I think they are very cool. Mm. And then I've been listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers' new album, which is always fun. Mm. Um, as a bass player, always love a bit of flea on the bass. So. Mm. How come you don't play bass at church, Murray? Well, look, you know, there's only so many hats that one <laughs> head can wear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you've got enough, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear you play. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably it's okay saying, what is more important? Than yeah, that's yeah. it, that's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Look, bass is usually yeah. the first instrument to go in a band. So, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. so I um, did want to actually go, hmm. uh, Keith, to that Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got it here. I unfortunately don't have a subscription to The Australian. Oh, so right. it was yeah. a bit of a trick to, to find this, but yeah. I remembered that someone else who you may know, Stuart Cameron, uh-huh. CEO of Wesley Mission, had right. also posted the quote recently oh, right, on okay. Facebook. So yeah. I, I, I oh, found right. his. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nick Cave said in this interview, I think of late I've grown increasingly impatient mm. with my own scepticism. Yes. It feels obtuse and counterproductive, something that's simply standing in the way yep. of a better lived life. Yep. I feel it would be good for me to get beyond it. I think I'd be happier if I stopped window shopping and just stepped through the door. Pretty phenomenal quote. Absolutely. Um, And definitely, as you explored Mm. on Sunday, um, I think Christianity and Christian sort of themes is something which Nick Cave has explored a lot Mm. in Mm. his music. Um, But I found something about this which maybe I felt um, encapsulated a broader mindset of sort of today's culture of Mm. this sort of scepticism yep. Um, yep. that sometimes can be obtuse and mm. counterproductive. Yeah. Um, what are your sort of thoughts about that and the sort of place, and this goes obviously mm-hmm. to both of you, the place that we as a, you know, culture in 2022 mm. find ourselves? I thought it was interesting earlier in that uh, review that I read, he talked about, he resists wanting to use the word spirituality, mm-hmm. and he talks about religion, mm-hmm. which is really almost counterintuitive yeah, in yeah. today's world. But he says what annoys him is that kind of spirituality is very sloppy, floppy all over the place, yeah. where his take on religion is very clear, which, and for him, it's clearly about a Christian religion, which yeah. is interesting, I thought, for him to use those sort of terms, because mm-hmm. we wouldn't use those today. We'd talk more about happily talk about spirituality as a way mm. in and then well you know what, what when you say that word what does that mean for you mm. so yeah so i thought that was interesting mate just to see that um look i i i, I read that and i thought wow that's really helpful mm. i think the crunch is uh, to help people recognize that you know jesus has such 
a profound impact on world history mm. that he deserves at least you, if you're a thinking person, at least think about mm. that mm. and then trusting that that might bring them to a point of, well, Nick Cave saying, I need to walk through the door yeah. and, and actually people walking through the door. Yeah. Because I think the thing that flowed for me was obviously, you know, as we think about the great work you two guys did in putting together that that stuff of of uh, Augustine was Augustine's mm. own conversion experience. Mm. Then you've got Wesley's conversion experience. Yeah. You've got, you know, that kind of uh, Luther's experience, and of course preceding all that Paul's experience. Mm, yeah. I, I guess for me, mate, the, the issue is in all this flex and flexibility, I still think there's got to be a moment for people to in some ways come to a place of being confronted with the reality of Jesus. Mm, mm. You know, Jesus says, you know, who do you say that I am? Sure. So I think, and I think that's our challenge. How do we help people get to a place at least to be open to hear that mm. uh, along the way? Mm. Because I think the church, the word church is such a dirty word these days for lots of people. So, you know, we, when I was working in the mission area, we talked about faith communities Mm -hmm. because we were working in places where the word church was not helpful at all in other dominant uh, faith communities. Mm -hmm. So I I find myself again hearing people talk about, oh, I told somebody about the church. I think, ah, well, not sure that's helpful. Why don't Mm. you try and move the conversation, talk about Jesus as opposed to the church. So, yeah, that's my sense on it, mate. And what's interesting is, you know, I think Augustine's own journey is really almost modern in that sense, in all this Mm. philosophy, all this, you know, kind of, uh, uh, well, you know, the thinking, the discussing, the life issues, and yet him in the midst of all that coming down, and I'm reminded too of Paul. I had the chance to go to Ephesus mm. <laughs> on a trip. Mm. And I'm standing there and thinking about, the, here's Paul, this one little man, mm. if you like, in, in this very sophisticated mm. society. I mean, architecturally, uh, theologically, or, or philosophically. Mm. And there he stands and says, no, mm. it is mm. Jesus. Yeah. And I just think, well, or again on Mars Hill, yeah, classic case there. Mm. And I say to myself, well, you know, he's coping with a kind of a very, very fluid uh, communities and yeah. all the thought structures like we are today, yeah. and yet he had the courage to say, no, it is about Jesus. Mm. And so I guess my, my simple answer is in that. I think the best thing that I can do is try and point people to Jesus. Mm. Um, and then they'll need to be you know, make their own decisions about that. And mm. some, sadly, people I love and close to or others are, will, for some reason, not be convicted. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's, um, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, a longer answer to a short question. No, no, yeah, no, no. Yes. Mm. Well, yeah, I've been thinking like, and because you were like what we call cross cultural workers now, mm. we don't use the M word, missionary. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, we're um, all missionaries, yeah, aren't yeah. we? But there's very few doing it, but yeah. still. <laughs> but like the idea of contextualization, <laughs> and mm. it's something that we had a chat about. It's like, is even the term pastor mm. helpful? Like if your experience of pastor is what you see on the <laughs> six right. o'clock news and it's yeah. Hillsong bashing, it's like, yeah. oh, is that just yeah. going to put like an immediate, Ugh. Yeah. and mm. yep. these are, and I really like what you said there, mm. like mm. it's all about pointing people mm. to Jesus. And mm. yeah, there's a, one of the things that when Rachel and I were thinking about missions, what got us excited was that we could do church under a tree yeah. in this community is yes. that it yeah. became more about and for us, even here at the centre, like mm. we recognise there's going mm. to be people who would never come no. to church on a Sunday That's morning, right. but we will probably, yeah. like what's happening at playtime or in a cafe, just have like these Jesus conversations. Yes. 
Yes. And that for them, that may be their experience of a yes. Jesus community is yes. just hanging out in a cafe or in a park and absolutely doing yeah. life together. And so yeah. that's it's one of the things that I love about being here is at the centre is we have the opportunity yes. to do that. Yes. And like with yourself down the mention, yes, I'm sure there's exactly. lots of opportunities for that. Yeah. Those fellows are never going to set foot, but right. they will. Well, I say to Chris, Chris, them. you recognise you're the pastor of 100, mm. you've got a church here of 160 mm. people, yeah. you know, mm. so, you know, because that's, yeah, because some of those guys, uh, they'll, they'll never come here uh, in that yes. way. And that's always been a bit of the history of mm. this place, you know, with a centre, you know, with some thousands of people, we mm. coming mm. on the property, how many of those? So the challenge is, how do we, how do we help those people? Mm. Move that's where I think, you know, this course is going to be offered the next few weeks. It's excellent. Mm. How mm. do we increase people's skills to move a conversation from about mm. just a, a general world thing, yep. if you like, into how do I move a bit closer to getting a better sense of God mm. is for them? Mm. Um, yeah, and mm. I think that's the challenge uh, yeah, yeah. You know, of just uh, how, how do we start to move that? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. oh, I was going to say one thing too is my, like, we've been praying as a team like every day at 2 o'clock. So if, you know, mm. 2 o'clock. Church, yeah. pray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, mm. come down here. I just put a reminder in the calendar. But like, mm. big is praying for open doors, and that's what mm. Paul. Absolutely, like, absolutely. And you sit with, yeah, like just it's a never see so amazing. You chat to some people, mm. and there's this openness. Yeah, and you're like, oh, God's obviously working at others. Yeah. Just close, yeah. and so that's like the big part of yeah. it. It's just praying that mm. God does open doors for yeah. us, and being bold in that prayer is like, well, if you pray that, mm. yeah. God opened doors wherever I am. Mm. He's probably going to answer that prayer. Yeah. And so being ready in season, yeah. out of season. To... And then I think the challenge is going to be, Lord, I've prayed the prayer mm. now and kept my eyes open. So I actually mm. see where well, you've opened a door yeah. and I've actually missed it till now. Yeah. I think that's the other trouble a little bit. I mean, that was a part of too, that sense for me, you know, the putting on Christ as a, a yeah. daily exercise. Yeah. No, I haven't mm. actually put on my mirror <laughs> in my bathroom. <laughs> but, but I have find myself having to say to myself now, well, Keith, yeah, are you open? You know, are you looking? Mm. Uh, now, not that I get so intense about any of that, but just mm. wanting to be open to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, responding mm. to that when there's a, a chance to move a conversation. Mm. Now, there's a couple of blokes down in the men's shed, you know, who will often want to chat to me. One guy's got a son who works for Baptist Care. Mm. And so, you know, he'll want to chat to me. So it's just me a case of just moving mm. the conversation a bit more, a bit more, because mm. I've got time in the mm. sense that it's not mm. a one-off. Kind of, you know, the classic kind of, I was on a flight going somewhere, yeah. and, and how often does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Trouble is, but it's such a bad story for everyone else. Because yeah. yeah. we're all looking for that moment on a plane. Mm. I don't fly that much, <laughs> oh Lord, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, it's kind of, it's it's more, no, it's the gentle. And I, and I think for all of us, if we think about some ways for me, it was a number of people who were in the chain mm. that God used to finally get to me to a place mm. where I finally heard. Mm. Uh, not that I probably hadn't before, but mm. heard for the first time for me. Mm. So I think that's the challenge for yeah. us. Yeah. Tim Chester, I don't know if you read him. Mm. He, I can't remember the, which book it was. It was in a church playing subject, but he used the analogy of a three-fold three chord. And mm. like, like mission is not just one person. No. It's a collective. Yeah. And so he was like the purpose of the chapter was to try to encourage the whole church to be like, hey, like you can have a part in someone's mm. salvation mm. journey. Maybe you're just the part that invites mm. the friend yeah. to this event. Yeah. And it's another and go like you gotta look at it as like a team. Like yeah. it's not just the one evangelist yes. doing it all. It's mm. a Well Jesus never sent people out on their own. 
No. I mean, how we, we but see the individualism of our society mm. and so it yeah. pushes us in these ways. Yeah. But the truth, it was always a team. Yeah. And this notion, yeah, team. that you've got you know, an evangelist that's mm-hmm. on their own. I mean, the thing that struck me about the first Billy Graham crusade I attended as a pastor was the amount of prayer that went in. Mm. You know, it wouldn't matter who stood out the front. Yeah. I don't see it away. In fact, I listen to some of the sermons on the man, and then people they get up and walk out. They, what are you responding to? Yeah. Responding to the work of the Spirit. Yeah. So I do think there's a, you know, there's no question about that. That uh, that it's a team effort. Mm. And I guess yeah, it's how we encourage people to belong to church here. Right? We're not asking you to do this on your own. Oh. We're saying, come on, we're in yeah. it together. How can we? How can we support you? Encourage mm. you? How can we do things mm. that you know would people might come to? Yeah. Because some people are excellent inviters, mm. but they can't get beyond that. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Very happy. I've had I heard some older people say, Oh, I can't really do much. And I was like, Well, <laughs> you can pray. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. like I said, if that's yeah. all you do, like that's gonna be yeah. more fruitful yeah. than anything else. Yeah. So you can get as many people as possible yeah. just praying. Yeah. Praying over the center, yes. praying for opportunities. Yes. That's where things are gonna change. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that character, and I was really glad that you kind of brought him up, Ambrose of Milan, yes. of, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the Bishop of Milan at yeah. that time where yeah. um, Augustine was. And I think yeah. that that's yeah. just a perfect example of somebody yep. who obviously was so, um, I suppose, instrumental yes. in Augustine's mm-hmm. journey, yes. but wasn't necessarily the one who did the final altar call. You know? yeah. It yeah. Was, who knows whether it was an actual child or, you know, yes, some sort right. of yeah. angelic yeah. intervention, but yeah. this idea, yeah. ultimately a, a bodiless, ident- unidentified yeah. voice. That and it's, yeah. and it's final... interesting, like, the yeah. passage for Augustine, like Romans thirteen thirteen, like, yeah. let us behave decently as in the <laughs> daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, yes. not in sexual immorality and debauchery, yeah. not in dissension and jealousy. Like, it's not the most no. exciting of verses, but it just shows you how God's word touches well, people. Where well, at. I think what we see is Augustine struggling with his previous mm, life yeah, story, sure. you know, and yeah. so that verse yeah, about debauchery and yeah, stuff, yeah, and well, just, I, yeah, yeah, for him, you know, because it spoke right, I mm, guess, to the to the bit that was his challenge mm, in yeah. a way. I mean, I think it's quite fascinating, isn't mm. it, that then he goes off and, of course, starts an order, which is an order of celibacy. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, what a challenge, eh? yeah. I think, to a, to a bloke who's clearly, you know, what, what a step that mm, takes mm. for people. I just... Yeah, it, 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 here's the sad thing, but isn't it? In a way, when you think of the, the energy and the freshness and the vitality mm. of that, that over time, so many of those orders that become oh, yeah. so mm. almost dead. But I think mm. what happens is, not it happens a lot of times, you, almost, you get a movement and then you have to have a kind of a framework around the mm. movement. It's almost like an administration's got to yeah. come in, yeah, sure. you know, and it kind of kills the, mm. the vitality in a way. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, so how do you avoid that? But yeah, but then interesting, I mean, Luther's an Augustinian monk. And, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, he's in the mood on the yeah, order, yeah. but he's still got to find Jesus yeah. somewhere else, yeah. which is what he did, and we're grateful for that but yeah mm, interesting this stuff you know yeah Aubrey Malthus his church consultant he says like eventually all organisations die yeah and like and he often refers to the seven churches in Revelation yeah like, absolutely. well they're not around today no, so I think that's no. Yeah. Think like the kingdom of God still grows, but the hmm. individual faith community yes. organization eventually that's yeah. going to stop, and that's what guess what Isaiah talks about. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Yes, God's yeah. doing a new thing. 
But so I think then the challenge about yeah. it, for you guys in some ways in leadership mm. is saying, okay, well, where are we on yeah, the, this life cycle of, yeah. of the church? You know, and what some churches discover sadly is that they're almost dead before they even start to ask mm. that question. Whereas the other church, which says, hey, I think you know, I think we're, mm. we're downturning, but what do we need to do to refresh here? Yeah. How do we refresh? So yeah, the life cycle of churches mm. is really important to have a look yes, at. Yeah. Um, and some of those are almost no, they're not outside your whole capacity but when you get the demographic changes like we mm. see happen yeah. you know if you go down the, some of the major railway lines were mm. in Sydney and you've had you know the Petershams, the Stanmores mm. the Auburns, these were yep. very significant churches in the history mm. of the movement at that period mm. but now but see, Central Baptist, the first Baptist church in New South Wales, I mean, still kicking goals, mm. but really interesting, kicking goals in terms of non-Anglos. Yeah, yeah. So its growth is in, well, they've got a very effective Thai ministry now, and obviously they've mm. got Cantonese and and um, and then uh, other groups as well. So it's but, but that's a church which says, who's in our district? Who do we need to be reaching? Yeah. You know, so I think, again, it's that... Again, the cross-cultural yeah, reality. Yeah. Who are we? What's the language you've got to speak? Yeah. What do we need to do to embrace these yeah. people? And, of course, when you've got insiders in, that makes it so much easier because mm, the insider then helps you much better yeah. understand who to reach yeah. out. So that's a challenge for us here, mm. right, in that way. Yeah. yeah, and, like, one of the prayers I pray is we find the people of peace here. Yes. Maybe, like, Absolutely. a staff member or, yeah. like, yeah. someone who's part of the team, mm. that person who... Yeah. They become a Christian. They're going yeah. to be like the influ- yeah. influencer um, yeah. of others, yeah. and yeah, yeah, like I said, that insider yeah. language. So. Mm. I'm really, oh, sorry, mm. so no, no, you go. No, I'm really intrigued, mm. obviously, by these stories of people who sort of come to faith later mm. in life. Yeah, you know, because I think that uh, my mm. personal experience, you know, sort mm. of giving my life to Jesus when I was fourteen. Yes, uh, which I think is for a lot of people who grew up outside mm. of the church mm. a pretty standard story of yeah. those sort of formative teenagers mm. yeah, yes. um, but for somebody who is already I think their worldview and um, yeah. you know their their person mm. the hood is already fully formed at you know for Augustine like 31 yes um, it is really interesting to see for someone like him who mm. as you would already mentioned mm. kind of grew up in a the lack of a better phrase, very grey society. You know, yes. This idea yeah. of philosophical meanderings mm. yeah. and um, having grown up in his own sort of pagan Manichaeism <laughs> and adopted yeah. from his father. Yeah. Um, it is really fascinating for me. Um, you kind of already brought this up with mm. what Nick Cave was saying, this almost attractiveness to a definitive black and white yes. faith. Yes. Um, that maybe this sort of grey spirituality that we think this sort mm. of new generation is really mm. attracted to mm. in some ways is maybe tickling their ears and not actually hitting them mm. in the heart. Mm. How do you guys find, you know, um, we balance that idea of recognising um, the culture that we're mm-hmm. living in, mm-hmm. but also realising that there is actually a real attractiveness of a black and white gospel. How mm. do we sort of navigate those two sides? It's not necessarily a Christian, but I found the interest that particularly young men have had with Jordan Peterson because he has a really like, hey, be disciplined, yeah, have a rules. Yeah, yeah. And mm. at the beginning of his book, I'm going to quote the guy who writes the forward. He actually references the Ten Commandments. He goes, actually, you need rules. Like, look at the Israelites. The mm. first thing they yes. do about rules is to start worshipping the golden yes. calf. Yes. And, yeah, so I, I think that for some people, like, it's like having a clear set of boundaries mm. is important. And, mm. yeah, that's a, mm. yeah, wishy-washy. Like, actually having certainty in life, that yeah. gives... So I found I found his rise quite interesting yeah. of Jordan Peterson yeah. and like and what so and what he's offering is 
a salvation without Jesus. Yes. And so it's like, well, how do we actually tap yes. into yes. that where people are looking for yeah. kind of meaning in life, but we yes. need to look beyond mm. proving ourselves, but yeah. actually pointing to Jesus. Mm. Um, mm. There is there is a hunger there, I see, with people wanting yeah. just stability, order, yeah. be a, you know, a responsible adult. Yeah, and as um, I think you kind of suggest, there is obviously then that danger of going into legalism. Mm. Yes. Like how do we sort of find mm. that middle ground? It's something mm. that I'm really fascinated in because I think that there is something very attractive about being definitively told, hey, actually, this is what God wants. Mm. You know, even if it's just the golden rule of, you know, do mm. unto others as you'd have mm. them do unto you. It's like, okay, that's something that is clear that I can live my life by. Mm. Um, yeah, what do you think, Keith? How can we sort of navigate that two sides? Because definitely going mm. too far on the black and white side is also mm. very, mm. one, ungodly. Yes. <laughs> it gets into yep. law um, mm. and being saved by law. Mm. But also there is truth in that. How do you find that balance? Well, I, th- I think part of it, the key is um, it's so specific to who I'm actually working with and talking to at the yeah. moment. I don't think, the trouble is, I think, we've, we've someone has been sold a kind of a, a, mm. an overall, this is how it's done. Mm. And I think we're going to come back again almost to that very good sort of communication principle. Who am I actually talking mm. to? So how do I tailor what I'm saying for that person? Mm. Because you're right, I, I find in my own wider circle, people who are really into to health and exercise because that's the only part of their world mm. that they can control. Mm. And so, you know, it almost becomes obsessive for them yeah. because the rest of the world is just, wow, it's all yeah. over the shop, mm-hmm. but this part. Mm-hmm. So so I agree mm-hmm. in a sense. So some people are attracted by that. And, of course, mm-hmm. there's those people who are attracted to the fact, I don't want to think about this, so you give me the rules. Yeah. And that's, of course, where some of the other Christian faiths have operated. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to think, just do what we tell you mm-hmm. and uh, and you'll be okay. But we would not, we'd resist that. So I think it's back to, okay... <sighs> Who am I dealing with here? Mm. What what's this person? What are they presenting as? And then how do I how do I construct my language then to in some way affirm in something so that there's an openness to keep listening? Yeah. But I, look, I'm sorry, but I, I'm not sorry, but it's just it's <laughs> simple in the sense. I just I think it's more and more for me. It's a recognition that people just need to know about Jesus, mm. and I, and I think there's an apologetic there, perhaps you know, if you mm. here's a good book to read, yeah. uh, and I found that a helpful way because sometimes that means then you're not personally confronting, mm. um, but you're providing them some material you know is mm. going to confront them. Yeah. Uh, whether that's because they're in the biographies and so here's a really interesting biography mm. to read of someone in the Chuck Colson stuff, which is now getting very old in a way, but I found that earlier on with people particularly who were interested politically. Mm. Well, here's mm. a bloke well in the middle of all that stuff yeah. and here's his journey sort of thing. So I think it's pointing to people mm. who are acknowledged as, as that. Now, I know some of the research done a few years ago um, indicated that people are not so interested in hearing the stories from the sports person, you know, the... I think we're suspicious of some of that. Mm. But I think it is, again, a case of just finding ways of pointing people to to at least the, who is Jesus and mm. who could he be for them. Yeah. So that, yeah, and I know it's that's not, not maybe over-sophisticated, but I, I, I think whatever the method is, that's where you've got to get to. Because what I found in some of the other methodology mm. is we don't get to Jesus. Mm. <laughs> like in some of the, the cross-cultural staff I've worked with over the years... They work really good at language. They work well at thinking about the culture they're working mm. in. But there was a kind of almost a resistance mm. to actually point people to Jesus. Mm. 
And I, I think somewhere down there, we just, I, we haven't got another, well, for me personally, I haven't got another answer. Yeah. You know, uh, when you cut it all away, it's mm. either, you know, have we helped that person get a sense of who Jesus is? Mm. Yeah. Or have we left them sort of shipwrecked yeah. on the way and reinforce the idea that, oh, well, as long as you're a good person or, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. Which, you know, you go to so many secular funerals these days and even some Christian ones have mm. and the wishy-washy stuff that gets yeah. said. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, so sad in a sense. Yeah. You, you know, help people. Don't hinder them yes. in that way. And, look, Jesus is just so utterly unique compared mm. to other, yeah. like, religions. Like, yeah. we... we, we mm. I think I get. I think because we just we talk about Jesus being God all the time, but mm. talking to people from an Islamic mm. background, mm. like they're just so shocked. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we actually worship God, who we believe was a man, and yeah. experienced hunger, thirst, yes, tears, physical pain, and death. Yeah. Like there's a, yeah. I was listening to a lecture on God and evil, and basically it boiled down to I don't know why evil's there, but I do know that Jesus came and died, and yeah. he's the answer. Like he, God actually feels yes. what we feel, and that's yes. deeply comforting. Yes. And yeah. that's what I love about Jesus is that, mm. you know, as Hebrews says, we don't mm. have a high priest that's unable to empathize with our weaknesses, yeah. but experience them all. Yes. So yeah. that's a just remarkable thing. It's like, okay, God, I'm deeply frustrated right now. You know, Jesus, you know it's like to be frustrated. You know it's <laughs> yeah. like to be in pain, yeah. tears. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, yeah, yeah. you're right, Keith. It mm. is simple. But as Paul said, you know, the cross is foolishness. Oh, that's right. <laughs> like yeah. it, it's kind yeah. of meant to be. There's this simplistic wisdom which yes. confounds the world. Well, we mm. live in a world which is all about performance mm. and what I've achieved and how I've done it. And mm. that's the great challenge, I think, for people even in our immediate area, mm. the sense I've done all this. Mm. Um, but, well, you've actually got to say... It's of no value at the end of the day. Mm. As Paul says, it's all yeah, kind yeah, of rubbish. rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, oh, I'm this and this and this and this, but I count it all rubbish. Mm. Mm, that's a bit hard. But sure. yet when you compare the reality, you say, yeah, that's right. So I think, see, lordship, I think, is the big crunch for a lot of people. Mm. The sense of I have to give up my agency. I have to mm. say no. Mm. It, it really is Jesus who's in control mm. here. And no, I mean, you know, I've been on the journey for a good while and I still battle with that one. Yeah. Lord, you mm. want me to do what? No, that can't be sensible, you know. Mm. So it's kind of, <laughs> and we're going to have that battle. That's what I said, you know, in the sermon, Paul in Romans 7. Mm. I, just, I know mm. some people explain that. I don't want to argue that was pre-conversion for Paul, yeah, but I think that's yeah, a bit yeah. hard to sustain. But this whole mm. sense of here I am in this journey of life mm. and I know the right thing to do, but ah, I'm doing the wrong thing. Wretched man that I am. And, of course, yeah. wonderfully, but praise God for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's... You know, that's just so important to hang on to because mm. we, mm. Uh, there is a sense of perfectionism that's what we're aiming for, and, and it's not possible, even though some people unfortunately suggest it might be. I mean, we <laughs> we'd live with those kind of theological, yeah. uh, what misplaced emphases over the years, uh, sadly, but yeah. Um, so, yes, for me, it's it is. There is a simple. There's a simplicity about it. Then I'm very grateful for people. Like I just noticed one of the books in the review is John Stock. <laughs> yes, and and you know, there's a, a very brilliant mind yeah, yeah. with a lovely way of just encapsulating the truth of the gospel, which is mm. both intellectually sustainable mm. and attractive, yeah. and yet at its core, 
simple Jesus, mm. trust him, mm. you can live in mm. there. Yeah. And, and I find that just appealing. But I appreciate for others don't, so that's yeah. okay. How yeah. do we get them to there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think that that uh, Romans sort of 13 passage, it really did. Yeah. Um, and it was something that you really brought out that ultimately it's all well and good to, you know, be rid of a mm. sinful life. But mm. that doesn't have any longevity uh, if you don't then put on Christ. Yes. You know? yes. And I suppose I'd love to kind of ask for you guys mm. today, uh, without it sort of turning into a, you know, Sunday school sermon, <laughs> like what are, what are maybe some like practical strategies, uh, some things that you've found really helpful in your life? I know, um, obviously, you know, praying and reading the Bible mm, is the answer, yes, right? Yes, yeah. But how do we actually do that? What are some things throughout your spiritual mm. journeys that you've mm. found are helpful in establishing and maintaining yeah. a spiritual discipline outside of just doing it? <laughs> yeah. So for me, I like the analogy of walking. So it talks about, like, say in Genesis, Enoch walked with the Lord, there mm. was no more, Abraham walked. And mm. for me, that sort of journey, like walking for me is the analogy of prayer, like throughout like I grew up with like a lot of churches in the early 2000s and 90s where it's like kind of no Bible, no breakfast was sort of the mentality, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it was yeah, that. Yeah. And, you know, and, that, and that's, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. No. But I found for me, as mm. I got to college, it meant a f- fragmented life. It was like, I do the kind of spiritual part in the morning and the rest of the day is kind of mine mm. where walking is like, well, I can be praying as mm-hmm. I go along. Look, the man in Psalm 1, you know, as mm-hmm. he's walking along, mm-hmm. you know, he'd be shooting up prayers to God. There's, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, that real, yeah, like St. Patrick's breastplate prayer, you know, Christ behind me, Christ before mm-hmm. me, Christ mm-hmm. beneath me, you know, Christ mm-hmm. all around me. It's like, well, whatever I'm doing, like you can be shooting up little prayers or just yeah. talking to mm-hmm. God. And so that's probably been a shift for me is mm-hmm. that when Paul says pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. it's not just... I'm going to sit in my corner yeah. for six hours straight and yes, pray. Yeah. Like you have to live life, mm. but mm. living life with sort of Jesus, mm. yeah, to use mm. our mission statement, Jesus at the centre, what we mm. want to, you know, do, get mm. people as that. And so for me, that's what I found helpful. And having scripture memorised yeah. is helpful too. So you're like, oh, you know, in this situation, you know, mm. that classic, what would Jesus do? And yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's more about the whole lifestyle, not necessarily just here at you know, get up at 5am and this is my sort of hour or half an hour. It's yes. uh, when you have small kids, as you would know, Murray, <laughs> yeah. those plans make all the best late plans and suddenly hear this little, okay, I'm on call now. So that's something I've learned that to just, like the Susanna Wesley, chuck the apron up when you need to, apron comes back down. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wouldn't disagree, mate, about mm. the sense that sometimes, unfortunately, some of those spiritual mm. disciplines can become just habit. Mm. Sure. Mm. But there's nothing wrong with habit no, either. No. There's a lot of things mm. we do mm. out of habit, clean our teeth, brush yeah, our yeah. hair, all yeah. those things, mm. which we, we recognise have value. Uh, for me, I, I have still maintained, as far as possible, a, a kind of a, a quiet moment mm. in my life. Now, it's sometimes this morning, sometimes this afternoon, yeah, depends yeah. on what the days are like. And I use different kinds of of helps in that process mm-hmm. because I just know myself and I think it's come to terms with who you are yourself yeah, as well. So, yeah. What's my personality type? Mm. What do I respond to well? Um, you know, that sort of thing. So over years, it's learning what works for me. So that, that's been a part of the process still for me. Mm. And so this morning again, uh, in, you know, I don't get up any earlier, but, um, you know, there's a, a part of it. just want to put in a place where I'm quiet before God mm. so I can actually be sens- ten- sensitive to what he might be mm. saying to me today. Mm. 
and and I guess you know sometimes it's it's okay there's other mm. days but when there is a sense the presence of god mm. is just so clear for me mm. and again it's almost learning your own bodily rhythms yeah. and things and sensing the presence of the holy spirit now, i know he's there all the time but there's other times but when mm. i just have this well okay this is a moment mm. so i think that uh, for me has probably been the key i mean in some ways you, you, you i've been and you guys are in a fortunate position where you, you, you've been set aside and so you're in the scriptures, mm. you're praying for people. So there, there's a sense of this prompts. Yeah. Um, so how do we how do we help the guy who's, yeah. you know, uh, an accountant, mm. if you like? Mm-hmm. Um, Poor brain. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, someone, that sort of thing where there's not the prompts mm. uh, yeah. in their life. So what yeah. can we help? How do we, you know, and I know it was a question about us, yeah, but I still point. think it's a question yeah. of, yeah, what do you do? So I like Mitch, yeah, the sense of the walk along for me too it's always been the kind of that lord i'm in a situation now what do i do yep. uh you know so it's it's a kind of a, it's just a life journey yeah, in a way, wow. i think now for yep. me and it's a bit it's almost a bit like almost our marriage relationships mm. not dissimilar mm. why you know we're in the relationships they're strong they're good we do things to affirm them mm. then at other times but we're just it's there you know mm. and i'm not particularly doing anything yeah. particularly but i'm in it so for me it's that sense of yes jesus i'm i'm in this relationship with you mm. going forward yeah. and the prompts come but i need to feed that as well just mm. like i need to take care of my marriage yeah. and and do things in that then i need yeah. to be doing things yeah. as well and so you know things like the disciplines we do talk about the sense mm. of yes i'm available i'm i'm i tend to try to get to worship on sundays mm. where i can or somewhere else you know that sort of thing so i still think some of those fundamental disciplines yeah. and i agree mitch mm-hmm. uh, you know the you know you've got to have a quiet time gonna have yeah, a quiet yeah, time yeah. it gets too legalistic yeah, yeah. well tell me why are you having a quiet time yeah. well, because someone said i should well that's mm, yeah. is, is there anything happening in your quiet yeah, time yeah, for yeah, you yeah. that reinforces yeah. who jesus is for you sort of thing so i i don't want to throw them out no. but i want them to be refreshed and i yeah. want them to be real for people and i don't the trouble is as i hear the, heard mm. that stuff too in my day you did that then you'll have a great day yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you do and you have a yeah, lousy yeah, yeah, day yeah, yeah, your yeah. best friend dies hang on where were you yeah, yeah. Oh, i did this and so that kind of you know that kind of mechanistic kind mm. of approach to one plus two equals mm-hmm. yeah no it doesn't no because that's not how it operates, but I still need to be in it. Yeah, mm. I've I found for me like spiritual journey using the marriage analogy. Mm. I often think there's times where Rachel and I carve out time to really, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah and yeah. so yeah, mm. like you yeah, haven't thrown the baby out with a bathwater. No. There's yeah. times. It's one of the good things about living here on site is lots of trees to disappear, <laughs> or just pop down to a quiet tree and just yeah. spend uh, you yeah. know some moments yeah. there. Well, yeah, I just come off a coffee with my mm. son. Because I realised as as he hit adulthood and you know our worlds got busy and stuff, mm. I realised that when we got together it was only a family functions mm-hmm. and you don't really have time mm-hmm. for a good discussion then. Mm. So we've now developed the habit and I'm delighted mm. he he prompts me, hey dad, we haven't caught up, we try and do it every fortnight, meet mm. you, sort of thing. And it fits into time schedules and things, yep. and that just keeps that yeah. relationship refreshed. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're on, mm-hmm. we can raise issues with each other and that sort of stuff. So I, I think, again, for me, that's the kind of how do you, how do you keep a relationship mm. fresh? Mm. How do I keep my relationship mm. with Jesus fresh? Yeah. And it's not one-sided. I mean, no. <laughs> you know, Jesus will prompt me yeah. and push me and yeah. someone will say something, oh, heck, you know, oh, I have to write a sermon and get awfully challenged. I'm going to tell these people this, what about me? You know? Yeah. So, you know, again, it's, it's that. So it's a, yeah. 
it, I think it's probably it's a relationship that is it, that needs to be. And if it is stale, mm. what do I need to do? Mm. You know, if I'm feeling yeah. like I'm not hearing Jesus, what yeah. do I need mm. to change? That's yeah. Right. Really helpful. Yeah. Well, as we sort of wrap up this episode, were mm. any final thoughts from either of you on sort of the life of Augustine, on spiritual disciplines, yeah. on, uh, yeah, what it looks like to be a Christian in the 21st century? <laughs> like, the City of God, I know it's a very, very large book. <laughs> I tried to read it well, once. When you do but, yeah, but I do, like, yeah. the simplicity of it is the city yeah. of man. And, like, yeah. and I think for many people, like, seeing like Australia becoming post-Christian. Mm. There's a sense of fear that the yeah. Australia I grew up in yeah. is no longer there. Sure. And what, yeah, looking at like what Augustine went through, is like, mm. well, like this is part of mm. like, yeah, like the Roman Empire collapsed, mm. but the city of God will last forever. Mm. And for me, like yeah. I look at the world around us, mm. and I'm like, well, you know, history has a tendency to repeat itself. Mm. And yeah, like we, yeah. if you don't have Jesus, there's probably a lot to fear about what's happening in the world. But it's like, well, the eternal city is there, and that's probably one of the things I love best about that, like the summary of that. Well, city of man's going to fall, but the city of God lasts forever, yeah. and I think that's something to yeah. cling on to deeply. Mm. That's great. Well, well mm. I um, mm. yeah, wanted to throw it over to you now, Mitch, because I believe you're you're bringing the word this Sunday. What's so, a little... Funny that we're talking about disciplines. Yeah. So actually, <laughs> riffing off Sunday. um. So there's a Navy SEAL called Jocko Willish, and he has a mantra that just discipline equals freedom. And so his sort mm. of big thing is if you have a disciplined lifestyle actually will give you more freedom. And so mm. looking at that as actually having some spiritual disciplines in your life actually give you mm. a sense of freedom. And so, yeah, kind of unpacking that a bit and mm. looking at the importance of, mm. I guess, what God's some of the, I don't like using the word rules, but the rules, like the commandments he's mm. given us, actually life-giving, not mm. life-sucking. And so that well, even people who are not, you know, you read management texts mm. or other things about well-being of people, mm. The, the sense of spirituality now mm. increasingly. And, I mean, look at the firms now which, in fact, engage mm. people as mentors and others mm. for their senior executive staff because they recognise if those people mm. are healthy, good disciplines, yep. then they're productive. So mm. utilitarians will say, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into this yeah. stuff. So I think there is a space yeah. there. I mean, Steve Covey, you know, his stuff is mm. he's got this, the kind of the how do you sharpen the edge kind yeah, of thing, yeah. the spirituality stuff. Mm. So, yeah, so I think yeah. there's a lot of good stuff yeah, in there. That, again, it's just but focusing down on Yeah, and to not making it legalistic. And, and that's, that, right. and that's always the call, that. like yeah. not to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think to kind of keep going on a bit. I remember one point, that's, for me, I realised I was doing quiet times. I said, it's just legalistic. I'm just mm. ticking boxes here, Mitch. Yes. Like, there's no love out of this. This is just yeah. duty. Absolutely. Just yep. duty. Yep. And that's where I had to, like, have the reframe. Yeah. So, yeah. So good. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm. Keith, thanks, thanks for being here. Yeah, today. it was great to hear your wisdom. Yeah, sit under, well. Sit under your teaching. <laughs> and your wise words. <laughs> yes, well, we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you guys yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.